Greetings and salutations. You are listening to the Into the North podcast, where we take a look at the competitive side of the Commander format, also known as CDH. I'm one of your hosts, Reed, aka Sick Robot, and today I'm joined by my co-hosts, Matt, aka Null. What's up, everyone? And Morgan, aka Spleenface. How's it going? And special guest, Nathan, aka the Hermitrid. How's it going? Why don't you introduce yourself, Nathan? Uh, well, uh, my name is Nathan, otherwise known as the Hermit Druid on Twitter and TikTok and like basically most other places. Uh, I uh, I play a lot of CDH. I play a lot of EDH. I spend an inordinate amount of time tweeting about it. Just too much time. <laughs> and you know what? We love you for it because the good good Twitter based content creators are few and far between. <laughs> Yeah, it's it's a way to keep a a, a like as a a general uh thumb on, on on the on the pulse of like the day to day going on of like in the commander format. Yes, it's, that's where a lot of the people who are in the RC who are on the CAG really just talk every day and like so you can like really like you get to know these people and like getting to inter- interact with the RC. So you like it's like. I very much consider like uh, EDH CDH Twitter most of the time is like uh, like a day in the office because like you got like you got the UK shift there in a one point in time you've got the guys on the on the coast they come in at a certain point in time and everybody's rotating through the office of like content creators and it's like it's very like the mover the, the moving and the shaking and like a lot of the topics are are talked about and hashed out on Twitter yes. And you're it's on fantastic. Twitter all of those times. <laughs> uh, I, I I joined Twitter specifically because I felt uh, CDH needed a uh, uh, like a voice of representation of like everybody thought they were just like evil spikes. Like this is like like I started this is around Flash, so I don't want to dredge up a whole bunch of that. But like <laughs> I felt like like there needed to be like somebody to have like the conversation where like to talk about CDH and like you know like not be the boogeyman, just be like a representable face. And uh, it's been a trying uh, couple of years, uh, but so far, like, we're getting places. We think things have been done. Things, uh, we're getting places. It is working out, as one might say. It's um, fantastic. Almost all of the EDH discourse takes place on the <laughs> one social media platform designed to prevent discourse. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Just yelling into the void. Um, so, the... Uh, the sharp-minded amongst our listeners may have noticed that this is not the first time that we've actually had Nathan on the podcast. Uh, we had you on for episode 47, where we talked about new players. Um, and we're about exactly half a year down the line. <laughs> so, how you been? <laughs> uh, doing good. Because, uh, yeah. like, I have, like, on top of talking, like, about uh, EDH and CDH on Twitter, like, every fucking day, uh, I have a whole job. On top of that, a whole ass uh, job, like, a whole career. Wait, that isn't uh, your a job. Whole, a whole career. Uh, so that's moving and shaking. I've got a restaurant in Toronto, uh, called Vipao that you uh, y'all have been to. Uh, so, uh, that keeps me occupied. I also run a pop up uh, that I do at my friend's bar where uh, I do fancy toasts uh, and just take millennial money. Uh, it's, it's good. It's, it's great. That does sound great. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. It's like, you know, it's like, instead of, like, shaming people for, like, being like, oh, you eat avocado toast, just make the avocado toast, take their fucking money, and carry on with your day and go buy reserve lift cards. Everyone's happy. Everybody's happy. Like, <laughs> I, they get their toast, I get reserve list. <laughs> just, it's I good. Like, yeah, just I feel like as someone who 
someone who bought a time twister, I am in no position to make fun of anyone for avocado <laughs> toast. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's like, or like, actually, it's the funny part is I actually recently pulled the avocado toast from my menu because it was like one of the worst sellers because like it's avocado, like avocado toast just was like so overplayed. Uh, uh, so like, and I've got far more interesting things on the menu than that. So it just became a bitch of dealing with avocados and I'm like, I only do the pop-up once every Monday. So even if like I have to report, I have to prepare a minimum amount of orders in case like to cover like the night, like so I'll need at least six orders and like everybody else buys like all the other toasts and like, I've got some avocado that's not going to fucking last the week. And like, <sighs> that sucks. Yeah, let me know when but, you have uh, excess avocado, and I'll uh, I'll head over. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but like, uh, God, and dealing with the pro uh, the produce with that is a hassle because like, uh, nah. sometimes they're as hard as a rock, and you just want to throw them against someone's fucking head because they're just like not they're not going to be ready on time. <laughs> you know what? All so uh, yeah, that got bombed off the bad. menu. Yeah. Yeah, I I remember you replaced it with something really. Oh yeah, no, uh, uh, a sweet potato toast with um, uh, smoked chili butter and like spicy maple, yeah, uh, and crushed uh, toasted pumpkin seeds. See, and uh, yeah, that. yeah, yeah, yeah. No, like that outsold the avocado toast in the first night. Like the history of the avocado toast was sold out in the first night of the sweet potato toast. I was like, yes, aha! I was like, we're getting some foils. <laughs> All right. That's all I do. That's all I do. Like it's like while while I am doing my one job, I am talking on Twitter, doing another job, and like I stay I stay busy, and my thumbs are sore. Yeah, man. Side hustle. We all need one. <laughs> oh, yeah. I like. Ours, I, right? I I don't like have a job. I've got like three. <laughs> I've got three part time jobs or three and four part time jobs because I also teach cooking lessons to uh, like a lot of people on uh, my Discord uh, as a part of my Patreon. Uh, like, cause uh, like I'm a professional, again, like, I'm a professional chef. So like, I do have like a marketable, like skills to offer. So like I, for my highest tier Patreons, I, uh, I teach like two hours of like one-on-one -on -one video discord calls and we do cooking lessons and like, it's a rotating monthly, like every month we change, uh, change up menu items. I've been teaching, uh, them like some stuff from like Vietnamese dishes from the menu, uh, I've been teaching, like, some Japanese home cooking, like, uh, just, like, a lot of, like, a lot of homemade dishes, but, like, is ways to, like, help you, like, improve people's cooking skills, because, like, that's one thing, like, I can actually do. Like, the magic thing, like, I talk about, like, I'm, like, I, like, I don't, like, I've only been playing since, like, around, just before Ixalan. Like, I played a little bit in 1993 and 1994, but, like, I, I really only started in, like, uh, Ixalan. It's, you know, like, this is what happens when you spend, like, eight hours a day every day for, like, two years on the topic you, you you get to where i am uh but uh yeah uh so the, the cooking thing is actually something that I, I i've spent 20 over 20 years on on like i turned professional when i was 14 got my first prep dishwashing job and basically did lived the entire life 20s was a mess of like fine dining cocaine and whiskey and then you know now we're in our 30s and now we're uh now, magic is my uh, my addiction as I sit next to a uh, my foiled out uh, Ishia list. That's oh, that's 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 <laughs> maybe the drugs were cheaper. And on that note, maybe we should move on. 
hopping into new developments uh, before we really get the show started, uh, get these out of the way so that you guys can enjoy the goody good stuff of the rest of the podcast. Um, Morgan, do you want to handle this third one since I think we have started, uh, I don't know, we, we've, I guess we've sort of started an informal, uh, informal tradition of you being the person to notice these things and <laughs> talk about the yeah. developments. Uh, so I guess between the recording of last episode and this episode, Into the North officially turned three years old. Wow. Which is pretty crazy. Incredible. Can you insert a audience applause track and a clap track onto that? Yeah. <laughs> and there was much rejoicing. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> they grow up what? so fast. Dude, what a journey. I uh we'll, we'll have to have uh Lyndon on next episode to give his thoughts, but I mean been sort of crazy, TBH. <laughs> Remember um, when it was described as the name TBD podcast? <laughs> oh yeah. Dude, I maybe 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 the multi six idea was the better idea <laughs> after all. Honestly, just, looking back at it, back the, the like movies? the like six ix is just so cringe to me. I don't know. Yeah, just not not a fan. I mean, it was certainly a joke that would only get worse with time. Yeah, <laughs> that, that's that's definitely true. For anybody in the still wondering, I guess we'll release some back. Uh, and for in 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 celebration of our third anniversary, we'll uh we'll reveal some behind the scenes stuff <laughs> that when we were figuring out the name of the podcast, Malta Six being spelled six i x was in very <laughs> real contention for being the name of the podcast. It uh, even got Derek, it even I, got a mock up playmat. It was not in real contention because I was <laughs> never not going to veto it. But um, yeah, I mean, we got we ended up with the Infinite North. We we had some other ones, right? I, I forget what our we were struggling. Were. I don't think we had any other that we really liked. Yeah, it was. Yeah, <laughs> we we really and we do, really didn't do any of the branding before we came up with the podcast. It was just sort of all right. We're doing a podcast. What else? I guess we need a name. Do we? Where did that conversation even happen? Was that when we were on I was Facebook? Sure or? Was on Facebook, Facebook Messenger. Yeah. Oh, okay. Oh my God. I need to. I need to find out who suggested to the North, but maybe not I, for this episode. I think it was me. I'm not I, doing this to like claim. No, things, no, no. I'm. I'm just I, trying I, to see how many people have carbon complexes, and you're currently the only person on the list. <laughs> I see. <laughs> um, let me see. Thirty-one results. I'll do this in real time. No, I won't do this in real time right now. Anyway, um, thanks for sticking with us for three whole years. That's actually sort of crazy. Um, pretty incredible. Um, and I hope that we get to do this for many more. Maybe not many more. Maybe we call it quits after uh, another three. <laughs> kill it kill it before it goes too far anyway <laughs> <laughs> all right <laughs> um no i i seriously like it's uh i i personally feel like we do good work here um me too and hey don't on. forget to That's thank right. the patrons who have helped us that too like i, I mean make this yeah honestly Seriously, I'll, everybody who supported the podcast, you all deserve a big hug, big round of applause. Um, it's yeah, I mean, we couldn't like literally can't do it without you guys because like we wouldn't have been able to get the audio equipment that 
lets you hear our silky smooth voices in high quality audio definition rather than using mics off of our random headsets and London's Blue Yeti. <laughs> Just like, yeah, I mean, like, seriously, everybody who is both. Uh, Patreon, but also at this point, just watching our YouTube videos consistently, being subscribed to our various outlets and stuff. Um, yeah, it's all super appreciated. Like, again, literally could not do it without you guys. Um, love you so much. Much appreciated. Got anything you want to say about the third anniversary? Uh, very well said. Cool. Uh, in that case, we'll get on to another, a couple of other developments. Um, uh, as of recording this, the uh, Deckless database submissions closed about a week ago, I believe. Um, so the next update is on the way. Um, I can't promise that it'll be out soon. Uh, this one is also a pretty big one, and uh, myself and Sinestra are still working out some other stuff, uh, such as bringing on a new set of reviewers. So look forward to that as well. Um, unfortunately, you won't be able to apply for a reviewer position right now. We did close uh, applications for that. But uh, you know what? Come to the database server and check out and become a follower for the announcements because we'll announce when we open up reviewer applications again. So come check that out. And if you're interested, apply then. Otherwise, yeah, just uh, database stuff. Keep your eyes out for a new update in the next... I, I'll, I'll say tentatively within the next week of this being released week or two of this being released. I'll, I'll give it two weeks from when this is released. <laughs> he didn't have to give a guarantee, but he did. I d specifically didn't use the word guarantee, but I, <laughs> I mean, you know what? Lock, lock that one in, I guess. <laughs> um, and then we have uh, one final thing in our new developments. Morgan, you want to talk about this one as well? Unless, sure. Matt, you're going to this event? <laughs> I am not going to this event, so I Okay, be... so I, I made the correct call here. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so I guess it'll be around the time of this release. Possibly it will have happened by the time you're hearing this. Uh, but on the weekend of October 23rd, there is Oktoberfest, uh, a big old cockatrice CDH tournament put on by uh, Joking and the lovely folks at Monarch. And some of us will be participating. Uh, possibly when some of us scrub out, we might be commentating. Uh, I mean, Reed has transferred me his curse, so presumably I will <laughs> just not make top 13. Uh, no. But yeah, if you're, uh, if you're interested in that sort of thing, then, uh, you know, come on down, check it out, watch the stream, join the tournament, whatever you want to do. But it should be lots of fun. Uh, and... The people who put it on Monarch uh, raised money for a bunch of uh, awesome charities. Uh, and so, yeah, definitely come out and show some love for them. Uh, and in the case that this does get released after that event, that's fine. You can still go support them by watching VODs and going and checking out the server anyway and watching out for the next event they do because Monarch does a bunch of events. They're all great. You should go support them anyway. Also, I checked... Uh, it was, in fact, Matt who suggested Into the North. There you how go. The hell, wait, how did you check? I've been scrolling for this whole time. <laughs> uh, I searched, I, I rather than search for Into the North, I searched for 6X. 
Uh, <laughs> which is something we mentioned a lot less. Uh, yeah, and then just call. went all the way up to the top. And right before... Uh, in fact, Into the North was suggested before Malta 6. Okay, and... okay. What are the other re- re- rejects? There was, like, honestly not a whole lot. Uh, <laughs> oh, I, oh, I had the Snowblind podcast. Yeah, Snowblind, that's pretty uh, good. the demonic consultants. Oh, that's uh, <laughs> that's kind of awesome. Uh, <laughs> we looked at Snow Covered, but uh, there's a Snow Covered Lands podcast. Uh, yeah. And then uh, there were some meme suggestions. Uh, the Goblin Ski Patrollers. <laughs> As Matt said, that he sorted to Ice Asian Gold Snap. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and then, yeah, there's Lyndon saying, I like Malta 6 6 the best, but Into the North is also good. And me saying, I just. Drake. Eh. You know? And that's still the way I feel about it today. <laughs> yep. Understandable. <laughs> All right. Uh, so that is our new developments. Um, yeah, check out the show. This, this is a good one. Uh, yeah, so talk about uh, this this week's topics. Uh, we're actually going to talk about um, sort of. I I it's an issue that I feel like CDH players have had forever, and it's an ongoing thing that, quite honestly, doesn't really get a whole lot of attention, and just. I don't know. Gets people yelled at a lot. Um, we're talking about coming from a CDH player's perspective, scaling down for lower power levels um, in EDH. Uh, I know all of us play both CDH and EDH of some form. Uh, the Toronto Kingston joint meta, I guess, is what we're calling it now, since it's mostly online. <laughs> I don't know. Do, Matt Morgan, do you have a better idea for the name of that meta? The turnip meta, <laughs> I, I guess. <laughs> we'll, I think we'll it, go with that. I guess. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's easier to say I, and not any less meaningful. Really, <laughs> makes sense. The greater um, the greater QMTG area. Yeah. Oh God. <laughs> GTA MTG. GQA. That is terrible. GTA MTG. Yeah. Can we? We cannot do this though. Yeah. Um. But anyway, the like the. The turnip meta, the joint Toronto Kingston meta. Um, we're, I feel like we play a lot of CDH, but also like we definitely dip our toes in mid power, more casual levels of EDH every once in a while. And we, I think we all have like standing lists for whenever we want to play that stuff. And obviously, Nathan, you play a lot of both CDH and sort of like lower power. I like where would you classify a lot of your decks actually? Because it's sort of like it's hard, right? Like I'm not sure that. Like, would you call it's really weird decks to place. like higher mid power? Yeah, like even my casual decks still turn people's heads that are like that are like that's a casual deck. I'm like, well, uh, it's built with nothing under three CMC, and uh, you know, or my other deck that's like this is all creatures. Like, I'm I'm doing the most I can do. Meanwhile, kneecapping the shit out of myself. <laughs> but I like I don't know I I know no chill. All right, I don't know how to so, calm down. So we'll just like I don't. So, so what we'll you're just call it a hostile you, seven. 
you got on Twitter because you felt like CDH needed a voice that wasn't just, you know, to say that CDH isn't just pub stomping. You just happen to also be a pub stomper. Uh, no, I have a list of people. Uh, what I don't pub stomp. Uh, in no, or I, any, I don't. Well, I'm, okay. I'm so the, the basically what the the whole thing went around was uh, my journey uh, to sum it up very shortly was started casual. Uh, didn't like three-hour games. Enjoyed combo. This pissed-off playgroup, who liked four-hour or three-hour games that like really nobody did anything. Uh, I basically almost quit the for I, I like I quit the format. I sold all my casual decks. Yada yada yada. Um. Uh, and then like I was in uh I was I had a Christmas vacation. And I was in the Dominican. Now uh, basically all I did was smoke cigars and bad Dominican weed and watch uh CDH uh like discovered CDH content. Uh I mean, and, that, and then like that brought me back me. into the know. format and now interacting with a lot of casual content creators who i've become friends with i would like i want to play games with them they don't play cdh so what's the best way to or are not into cdh or like whatever uh so like i like i want to play games with these people or i want to stream with like my casual friends so i end up playing like uh 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 so i end up building casual coming back to casual decks again but like for me building a casual deck is can be or can be like a months long process because like it, it needs to fulfill certain things, it needs to f- be feel good to play, or I, or I'll just play CDH. Like I like I don't give a fuck. Like I like if I like I'm lucky that I have found a group of people, which is again why I recommend reaching out like or reaching out into like like into different Discord servers and whatnot. Is because you can find metas that are like EDH is not best played in a blind meta i don't think like not cd cdh we, we we aim for like being able to play well into any meta but like i like i play with a uh, a friend's emotely karuga deck that like in is absolutely goddamn fucking terrifying because like you throw out emotely and or emoti or i think is there's no l in the end of that uh and you like all of a sudden two mana galta and cascade into like I don't know, five spells. And like like I enjoyed that kind of magic and we're like so like I play turn seven, eight, nine decks in casual, if that makes sense. Like and like my rule zero comp- uh conversation has always been before rule zero was a like a a thing, uh I always preferred to being like my like I like I'm autistic. I hate interpersonal fucking like like problems, I hate salt and whatnot. I'm like so I'll just be like, look, I would rather you look through my deck, see every card, know my strategy, and I play the game that, like, I can just, I'll let you know, and, like, do you want to play? Like, this is what we're in for. Like, I'm going to do this. I'm going to try and win the game. Like, okay. Which is, like, and, like, sometimes I get really tired of that, where I, I'm just going, like, I'm going to play CDH because it doesn't really fucking matter what anybody is playing. Like, if you... If you show up to a CDH table with a lower-powered CDH deck and get stomped, that's just what you signed up for. It's CDH. Like, I, I that's happened to me before. That's how I know some ideas don't necessarily cut it. Because, like, if my decks, like, get absolutely thrashed, like, it's not... Is it a CDH deck? I don't fucking know. But, like, when, uh, like... So, I yeah, again, don't pub stomp, but, like, have a rule zero conversation and play with your friends and, like, make new friends. You, like... The idea of, like, 
which is why I'm glad like playgroups like ours exist where like we have these options but like we live in the discord online world the fact that everybody can't like anybody that's listening to this podcast has a phone and can curate a can can, can curate a worldwide uh uh EDH pod tailored to their exact exact needs and that's what I think is one of the most beautiful things about like this information age and especially for the EDH and spell table like I can play with literally anybody just by taking my cell phone that I'm I'm probably listening to this podcast on, attach it to an arm, and like I can play EDH with with uh, uh, like I can play Stable Table with literally anybody in the exact power level that I thoroughly enjoy, and I think that is the best most holistic way to play EDH because like trying to the worst fucking games of EDH that I've ever had in my life are when I had pre uh, like preconceived notions of like of casual like my first games back into casual really like rocked my boat because I'm like I'd run into a Vorinclex and I'm like I I didn't know how to deal with that because I'm like well I, I thought we didn't play that card or like I I thought we didn't do this and it all really sucked so just be prepared that casual like will bring anything it's like, kind of a hard well, question also, to ask, yeah. especially with the cards like Vorinclex. Like, do you mind not playing that in your deck? <laughs> Where I think it's easier to like approach it as, oh, I need to make this my own deck more powerful. Yeah, and that's well, all. And, and that's you know, sort I don't of think why I've... you end up with. Uh, I think. Well, like, I just I just realized that like, okay, like, Vorinclex is on the menu. System. Maybe I should pack like twelve pieces of interaction. Yeah, but okay, but what if like. Okay, p- packing interactions definitely one level, but then they start playing counter spells. Yeah. Uh. Well, even even my casual deck, I run Force of Will because like, uh, Avenger of Zendikar when that ETBs that like, or like, uh, Crater Hoof Behemoth as are like, there's some things that like that are in casual that need to be killed in the air, and like, I you don't like getting Force of Will, I don't like getting Crater Hoofed. Welcome to Magic, but I don't play with people that complain about that. And, like, nobody is really... Com- like, the thing is, again, when when you've built, like, specifically in the case of my Karuga deck, which is a companion deck where everything has to be above 3 CMC, nobody has blinked an eye at a Force of Will coming out of a deck that can't actually run Counterspell because of theme. So they're like, oh, yeah, you know, that Force of Will is in theme. Yeah, you know, you can't run Counterspell. So, or, like, Arcane... Like, I can't fucking run Arcane Denial. I can't yeah. run nice Counterspells. I'm going to cut out a little bit of... Um, a topic for later but pretty much that kind of comes down to like all powering down ideas have kind of asterisks attached like in your case with force of will like it's i think it's reasonably excusable because of how significant your um your downside is yeah yeah so that's why like when when you're powering down and trying to give yourself a theme uh a lot of people are a lot more uh forgiving which is like or okay so like a lot of pre like when you're powering down it may not actually even be powered down like this this may not actually even be powered down but it's the appearance appearance of power down the <laughs> finisher in my karuga sakashima list is literally hisp's uh loop with sun scorch desert and um kadama and like a land like and just bounce them back and forth it's literally just a cdh combo but like to other people, it's a five card combo, including both of my commanders. Yeah, I mean, it, well, well like, so I, I mean, that's definitely. 
it's definitely some way to say that it's not powering it down. Um, but I think that that's well, okay. Well, like, uh, I, like, uh, I, people would rather I'd lose say... to a 25 cent land that I bounce infinitely than to Thassa's Oracle or to lab man. Yes. But so this is, I think, uh, what we're sort of getting at there, which is that, um, I, it's, it's more about, um, like you can maintain stuff from CDH. It just can't be all the generically good stuff. Yes, 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 yes. Um, so, so you could still like it. Just appears on the outside. Like nobody, nobody's really. Everybody's like, I lose to what? Oh yeah, I'm gonna bounce this, uh, this um, sun scorched desert a bunch of times, and then I'm gonna, I'm gonna kill you all. Or with like Maloku, like Maloku Kadama and uh, sun scorched desert. Like that goes. I'm gonna ping you all to death with, uh, with that nonsense. And people are like, like have never really mind, like minded that. And like especially not when like I go okay. Uh, I'm not doing anything for the next first two turns, uh, unless I get a very specific hand, but, like, after that, I'm fucking revving for it, and, like, people want to, like, people have generally, like, uh, like, want to test themselves, like, test their decks, or, like, run their decks against, uh, Karuga, like, my Karu deck, and it's, like, really inspired a lot of people on Twitter to, like, play with companions and build around things, and, like, I've seen a lot of really interesting and violent builds come from it, like, People exploring like Jessica Obosh, like <laughs> yeah. yeah, which kills people that really sweet. fast, <laughs> yeah. really fast. Like so, this is the kind of cool stuff. So, if you wanted to power down, play around like fun shit like that. Just because it's powered down doesn't mean I can't like hit you in the face really fucking hard. <laughs> like yeah, like you could, I, well, like Jessica so Obosh think, and like. So I think this actually ties in really nicely with um, like the, sort of like. The question that a lot of CDH players might want to have, which is, like, why would I want to go down from CDH when I already, like, enjoy playing CDH so much and it's all, like, no holds barred and stuff? Yeah, like, the the thing with that is that you can still play a very violent game of Magic when you're playing casual EDH. It doesn't have to be, like, completely relegated to CDH, right? You just... um, it, It's just a different style I, i'm not sure how i would phrase it but it was it's definitely like you you can definitely play uh casual pods especially with like curated play groups and such that are the same level of interactive and like sort of insane and a bit cutthroat just inside of the game itself and like you can have a bit more fun in deck building yeah and it allows you to play more magic it lets you to do, and, like, one of the things, like, it, like, it's, sometimes, like, it can be tiring, but, like, it allows you to just, like, take a break, step back, cook off some juices, create some nonsense, have some fun, read. come back, and then, like, get to work again. Maybe read some cards you've never read before? <laughs> yeah, like, I, I, since building Kurugadama, like, uh, I have been, like, spoiler season is, like, exciting again. Like, I have more things to get, like... Not only am I excited about like um uh like the CDH cards, but now I'm like really excited about niche three CMC or above cards. Like I've been having an absolute blast with uh, a lot of the a lot of new cards. Like um they put um pull from tomorrow or search from tomorrow. Sorry, search from tomorrow. Uh, on a creature into Rift Sower. So now I've got like a I've got a turn one play in Karuga. Um, or Foundation Breaker, which is, like, a, uh, evoke, um, 
for two uh destroy uh enchantment like a naturalize which allows me to get like a two like it gives me a a, a fundamentally a two turn or like a a two drop in my karuga deck uh which also uh, triggers um Kodama, which four. is yeah. sweet. <laughs> Not bad. Yeah, yeah. It's good. Trigger Kodama for four, drop a free clone. Uh, like, yeah. All for two mana. Who'd have guessed? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's one of the things, like, build... If you like powerful commanders, like, you, you can build with, like, you can build powerful commanders, like, but, like, make sure to include a way to, like... If you, like... Nobody gets salty about losing to an all creatures pile. Like, if you did stupid shit with all creatures and like creatures and lands, and you're like, and, go for and, it. And you know, maybe a primal surge in there for good measure, but you know. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, you can prime. Like, I, personally, right now, like I spent the last uh, twenty four hours like on a uh, on a mori, and like I've been having a blast right now with um, mori, in the companion zone so playing all creatures with uh sakashima and um uh ikra uh so basically you you end up with like a double cost you end up playing all creatures so you end up with like major cost reducers on your creatures so uh, on your cre- cost reduction on your creatures so like turn one you like elf like just your standard normal like turn one elf land elf turn two Put a Mori in hand. Turn uh, three, play a Mori. Uh, turn four. Now Sakashima actually costs three mana. Uh, you play Sakashima. Now the clone that you have costs like two in hand. It costs two, and now like next thing you know, you're dropping like uh like everything for like next to nothing, <laughs> and you're just storming off with creatures. So imagine if you didn't do that and instead just copied the ikra a bunch and then gain a ton of life in every attack <laughs> well you could also do that which is why i chose ikra over uh uh because ikra over uh um rayhan uh, uh because one i'm not I, I don't have any uh plus one plus one strategy in there and two uh having multiple ikras uh, is a good way to gain back a lot of life really fast in a casual slog fest. Gain, gain back a lot of life. I mean, you're gaining like hundreds well, of life out of that. Yeah, 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 exactly. Uh, like, Amori is also a 4-5, yeah. so he's got a huge backside. That's also, that's, I mean, that's, I, I still I still sort of want to build this deck for CDH, which is getting a bit off topic, but um, <laughs> you just build Ikra Bruce Turbo Nas, you just gain 20 on every attack. <laughs> Uh, I've seen the casual version of that, and it was terrifying. Like, one swing, yeah. they just took... Like, yeah, you gained 20, it's great. Gained, gained well, six the, for it was life, hilarious like, because, like... Uh, like butt yeah, link? Was, what do you... What do you what do you call Icarus' ability? It's actually a good question. Butt link. Butt link? Yeah. Anyway. Uh, the one that I played against, uh, they played a... They were at, like, four life from doing a whole bunch of nonsense and paying life and stuff, because, like, they're paying life, and... Or like five life, they were really low, uh, and then they played like a Felidar Guardian, and like we're like, oh, we don't need to worry about that, and they're like, yeah, 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 I don't need to worry about it, and then they like played out a bunch of stuff and like swung with Ikras out, and like 
or eager out and like Bruce Tarrell and like a bunch of nonsense and like gained all the life back and was just like, oh, we need to deal with that like right now. And they're like, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Dude checks out. Um, anyway, I, I would like to get into some topics here so that we can actually be <laughs> you know, instructional to our viewers to a degree. I, I think we pride ourselves on uh, as much as I do love um, talking aimlessly through an episode. Um, I, I think they come to us for some semblance of structure, so we'll get through some of these on our we show. We need notes. at least one list. One <laughs> yeah, list we, of did, some sort. we definitely need to. We, we've come to the realization, I'm not sure if we said this on the podcast before, but we've come to the realization that a lot of our topic ideas are just listable. <laughs> it's, just, it's just a lot of lists. Which maybe maybe we should codify more and just we should do every episode as a top ten list, but yeah, <laughs> <laughs> maybe maybe in the future give us feedback on that. If you want every intro of the episode to just be a top ten list, <laughs> let us know. Anyway, getting on to the uh, Buzzfeed uh, is a very successful business, so, or at least <laughs> they were for a while. So yeah, oh, so we need more quizzes. I'm trying. <laughs> You're right. Take us to the next. Take us to the next topic, please. Are you trying, or are you just yelling at the people who come up with gut checks to try? I yelling at people who come up with the gut checks is trying. <laughs> anyway, oh, right, you know what? Uh, you know what's kind of hilarious gonna... here? When you said that you were trying, I thought you were trying to get us back on topic. Both, all of you, both. <laughs> anyway, um, not a segue, but let's segue. Yeah, exactly. Uh, so. Uh, we actually do want to get through some specific points and sort of tips on um, the actual method and process of powering down a deck. Maybe not specifically powering down a specific deck from CDH. So, like, if you're, like, playing with a Tasker CDH deck, we're not necessarily giving you advice on how to power down that Tasker CDH deck. But more, like, if you want to, like, play more casual, dip your toes, or, like, you're having, you're struggling with building lower power decks uh after being exposed to cdh um these yeah. are uh, some tips on sort of overcoming that and sort of figuring out your own play style build style for uh more casual stuff um, that being said though with, with, just with in the case sinestra hears this just in case sinestra hears this why would you need to power down a tasker cdh <laughs> <laughs> that being said with the tasker cdh list your goal might you know, your circumstances may have changed, you might have a different playgroup, and your goal might be to encapsulate what was fun about the Tasker deck and, you know, have it be appropriate for a mid-power pop. Yes. Uh, honestly, I think people should play Tasker in, uh, in casual more. I, I really think, uh, I think you, I think Tasker, okay, long story short, and like, okay, Sinestra... <laughs> don't listen to this part no 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 Turn listen away. to it this is the Stop. docking on Sinestra do not listen to what now. I'm about to say we'll have a visual Go cue away. that uh, lets so, you well, yeah. uh, so now that Sinestra is gone uh, I think honestly everybody needs to play Tassiger for like a few months like I think everybody needs to like if for anything you learn like, it teaches you a lot about a lot of things in CDH teaches you to respect what you have uh, also I think it helps hone a lot of political skills that I think a lot of people are sorely lacking. Um, counterpoint, what if I like winning games? Uh, <laughs> yeah, you that, learn the political that, side that, of go, things, go, but go you don't necessarily go, get the payoff of good politics. Like, oh, come what on. If, what if I don't? No, like... I just lose games slowly. <laughs> uh, 
I think a lot it's of what you're going to learn from special. playing it and, like, it's, what you're going to learn yeah. from respecting, like, that deck and, like, learning what you have, and especially the political, being able to play the table and, like, like learning how to talk to a CDH table, I, I, I think you're going to learn a lot from that. And then what you take from that, go on and play whatever. But I, I honestly think it's just a learning experience. Uh, I think it's one of the, like, the, the better decks to just, like, just train on, just to train politics on. And I think that, like, in casual... Being able to be like, nobody, nobody like likes having a lot of their stuff like removed in casual or like a lot of like counter spells or whatnot. But when you can like go, when you can activate and you can give like agency to other people in the pod and be like, well, like this guy's going to win. I can activate Tasker. You can give me that. And like you start playing a lot of the table and start engaging the table. And I, I think that adds to a lot more, like a lot better games. Like, and I honestly think that like, in both CDH and casual, like, I think Tassiker adds a really unique element to the game of EDH that I think is, like, unfulfilled by literally any other commander. Yeah. That's my I mean, two cents. There's also, I think, the getting, like, circling back around to the issue um, of, like, people need to play more Tassiker and casual is that, I think, honestly, the reason why people don't play more Tassiker and casual is that it like Casigar sort of suffers from stapleitis in a lot of ways. Where I feel oh, yeah. I feel like it's very easy to build a super stapley Casigar deck with not a lot of identity, and like yeah, 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 like yeah. you you really in order to have like a successful casual Casigar list, you need to drill down, like find the identity of what you want the deck to be, and then like build heavily toward that. Because I like I I I feel like people just get burned out on like this is just good stuff dot deck. I don't know why I'm playing this. Like this is just boring. I want to play something else. Um, yeah. Anyway, and, uh, that, and that does I enjoy... that does cut to mm -hmm. this subtopic here about one of our tips on um, building down a bit, which is cutting staples. AKA also like yeah. find more every single one. Maybe They're even think about cutting soul ring. I dude, I I put this in here for so I could have a platform to say this, but I just like don't play soul ring <laughs> in my casual decks. It's like, it's just it's just not fun. <laughs> none of like my two casual decks can't with... run soul ring. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> no, see this is the way that you should build CDH or casual decks. CDH is casual. C stands for casual. Yeah, that's, that's why I like I am here. team companion. Anyway, like people just, don't like companion. I'm like fuck just, it. I love companion. Yeah, it takes but, like, not being able to play soul ring as just a a full moral objection. <laughs> yeah, like yeah. my Karugadama list cannot run Soul Ring because it's one mana, and like my Amori list can't run Soul Ring because it's not a creature. Yeah, <laughs> but like I seriously though, I I really I mean, I, and this like covers a couple of the other ones here, but I guess we'll go into depth on more of what this actually means a bit later on. But kind of like staples meaning, I guess like individually powerful cards. So like they're just not fun to play with they're not interesting to play with um like I, i'm not sure that soaring has ever made a casual game more interesting <laughs> maybe it has maybe maybe i'm missing a couple of use cases i i think actually there are maybe like a couple of decks where like playing soaring is justifiable um but i don't like yeah it's just like playing playing worse versions of those cards that are more situational and more in line with what you are actually playing as a strategy is just way more fun and makes for more interesting games and situations. I, I would say certainly, I don't think turn one soul rings often make games more interesting. Certainly like later soul rings. Like if you're mm, sure, you know, a little yeah, behind I or my something. Soul. 
I <laughs> no, 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 make no. my soul ring. Not like uh, if you're just behind and then you and then you oh, yeah, then go draw it. a soul ring and then it's like, oh, okay, maybe I can actually sort of play this game and catch up or whatever. But yeah, I think I think that soul ring really soul ring only unless you're on a Voltron deck, more... then I consent to all fast mana. Hermitruid said so. Makes games more interesting only if they were already imbalanced. <laughs> Just for the catch up potential, I guess. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But like, there, I, yeah, I don't think a game of like so four what if... relatively well balanced decks is ever made more interesting when one of the players opens Soaring. So, Morgan, what I'm hearing uh, no, from I've, you. I've had like a lot of bad games that started like that. What I'm hearing from you, Morgan, is the justification of not Soaring in casual, but of Doxat Extortionist in casual. <laughs> I mean, I guess <laughs> it definitely works a little bit differently. Built-in combat but... mechanics, that's all I'm saying. At least you can't turn one dock set in casual. <laughs> I mean, maybe you could. Just, I, I don't know. Are people, I guess you just lack Do people play Simming Spirit Guide in <laughs> lower powerless now? I can't imagine. I feel like Simeon Spirit Guide is not a good card if you're doing fair things. Yeah, exactly, it. right? Uh, we run Simeon Spirit Guide and Elvish Spirit Guide in our Karuga builds. Yeah, you do. <laughs> yes. I was about to say it. <laughs> uh, I was about to say, I'm like, I was about to say, well, there's that fucking asterisk again. I'm like, about to say, I'm like, that's three CMC. Fuck you. That's tech. That allows me to operate one entire turn earlier. You know what? what so you're, you're saying so you run Simeon Spirit Guide because it speeds your whole deck up by a turn. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Everything. Okay. So remember when I was yep. like, if you're doing fair things with it, it's not a good card? <laughs> Literally. I don't do fair things with it. <laughs> right. I'll... No, I'm just like, Simeon Spirit Guide's awesome. Sorry, I clocked back in for a second. I'm like, I just, got a, I just got a tweet and someone just messed up an entire board with Karuga and I feel like a really happy dad right now. So I was just like, all I was like, Simeon Spirit Guide. I'm like, no, play that in your Karuga builds. Go nuts. Cause violence. Do the thing. Do the same. Karuga help. Way more than it should be sped up. Play City of Traders. Play Ancient Tomb. Just get there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's tech. Oh Gemstone Caverns. <laughs> that's Ancient Tomb. That's tech. No, no. Ancient Tomb. Like <laughs> I have gone. Tomb. I have gone Gemstone Caverns, Ancient Tomb, and start and like played Wood Elves on one, and I'm just staring at the table, t posing. Like I feel like the shit. Like yeah, turn one playing Karuga. Fuck all y'all. Well, that is okay. Actually, I think I think that's actually a good discussion point because i think there are there are like two like two main ways to power down into like lower power edh which is either you carry down all of the broken stuff that you're trying to do in terms of like oh yeah i just want to jam stuff quickly and play these broken cards but then like the the way that you power down you just don't have payoffs for that stuff or like your payoffs are worse or more situational or more interactable um versus like still playing some reasonable payoffs but just like cutting down on card quality in the rest of the deck i feel like those are both like fairly viable in terms of like the just, play patterns that emerge it from doesn't mean decks. that you can't have fun yeah or you can't go crazy 
you just have go to not, like you can go nuts. You have to identify the core of what is fun to you in those strategies. Yeah, 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 yeah. Hundred percent. That is that is so then, subjective. And then like cut out all the fat that isn't that. Um, I which I really think maybe I don't know. I I feel like you had a point on this, Matt. But just like I like a lot of building for casual or um lower power is just like drilling down to the identity of a deck and like committing super hard to it. Yeah, 100% agree. And it's... It, but there is kind of like a gotcha there, though. Because the more you drill down the identity, the more you make strong single-card decisions. And this actually ties back to a way earlier point where, like, you were talking about, you know, Nathan's power levels. And it's like... It's hard to say that you're playing a mid-power deck when you're deciding on every single card that goes in the deck. Right. That's the kind of person... That's, unfortunately, the kind of person that I am. Like, I... Yeah. Like, yeah. And that's not a bad thing. I'm just saying it's like it's hard to it's hard to say that it's mid power when like yeah the, the, like, the, the tier like the low power tier is just so far from knowing all the possible cards that can fit in a slot. You know. Yeah, like when someone's like, "Oh, I just play it because I like the art." I'm just like, "Huh?" Like it's just like confused goose sounds. <laughs> huh? What? Like no, I, I I can't. Like I like I. I like when everything comes and works together, and like that's why all my decks will naturally uh, lean strong. Cause like I'm a refiner, like I get an idea and I sit there and I chisel at it for like 24 hours, 48 hours, and then like play it for three months, and I'm like, and that's all I'll think about. So they they, they lean strong, so that's why I'm like, you 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 need to find a way to f like, especially if you're a CDH player, we all lean high powered. Like we we're all here for a reason. We all play this, like, we play this meta for, a re or like, a reason. You gotta find a way to kneecap yourself. Like, we're, all the shit we're gonna do, just, unless, unless you're playing, like, uh, I like it. Like, if we're making, when we're making decisions, we're making logical, like, most of the time. I'm not saying, like, all the time. This is general, that's a broad sweeping decision. I don't know what you're talking about. Most the, of the, entire time CDH, like us, the entire CDH community <laughs> operates completely logical at all points in time. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> We we like to uh, we like to um well we like to play high power we like to play powerful things consistent things that's why we play CDH that's why we're here so like you got to find a way to kneecap yourself and like after and then like at a certain point you go you next thing into the rule zero competition conversation of like hey look I gave myself this big kneecap uh, I do this do you want a game and then hope that from there everything lines up because the rest is a crapshoot. What's like? What's a good uh, way to kneecap yourself besides companion that you personally choose? Uh, well, you don't need to have a companion to pick a theme. Like, uh, my first creature, all creatures build was a Marin list, and companion that was years before companion was a thing. Or like your list, for example, of like, uh, Amori all sorceries. Like, that's building around, like, if you give yourself, like, you're, you're, like, I'm not saying it's, like, it's lower, it, it's not, you're, you're kneecapping yourself in the way of you, you're lessening the card pool, there's things that you're not going to be able to use, you don't have access to a lot of things in Golgari that you're going to, you would, you would normally want, but you're giving all that up for, like, you get some power back out of it, you get, like, building a strong, take a strong strategy, like, okay, what would be a great, uh, example, it's, like, uh, Hullen. Hullen is a super powerful card. So what do you do? Uh, build a creature's build. Or, like, 
or like if you like build a creature like just an all creatures build because like at least you're getting like I might have hand I would I might have kneecapped myself by uh by like all I'm playing is creatures but like my commander is drawing me a card and giving me a land all of them or like uh like building building different themes around commanders uh are generally like a way to try and like lean yourself in one direction like uh Corvold treasures is going to be strong like it might like if you resolve a brass's bounty in uh in Corvold if you build Corvold lands like like Corvold is a great like thing is like you might annoy people but like whatever you're going to do like he's going to carry the back off of you so like you can build around build around powerful commanders but do suboptimal things or or not do the obvious you could build around not good commanders and then bring them up a bit by like playing yes 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 i i like i like to have consistency so that's that's i i I generally like i also am the kind of person that gets attached to a commander like i very that's the thing about uh commit that's why i play commander is like i like the commander and i'm like I like to have the consistency of this effect because, like, especially because, like, a lot of the times I'm going into a blind, like, like, if I'm streaming, I'm going into kind of, like, a blind situation or, like, I like to just make sure that, like, I have a game plan. It's, it's, uh, there, the the game plan is set, there's some kind of value engine in the command zone, so I feel good sitting down and doing whatever because I'm like, all right, I have prepared. I'm ready. But, yeah. That's that's just how I build. EDH rec shuffle random. Oh yeah, all the time. <laughs> Always a classic. <laughs> Dude, go to EDH rec, look up the salt tier list, and just put all those cards in a deck. That's how you build good ones. Oof. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, so I feel uh, we do. Oh, let's let's get to the second half of this, I guess. Actually, um. Because I feel like we covered a lot of the stuff that we currently have on our show notes. Um, maybe just, like, going a bit more in-depth on um, this part here, which is just, uh, I think, uh, Morgan, you wrote this one down, but just, like, replacing self-enabling cards. Yeah, so I think um, this this comes, especially if you're looking at, like, uh, a reasonably thematic commander that has a you know, CEDH or CEDH adjacent build. Um, so, uh, I don't know, I like, a good example for me to use might be might be something like Muldrotha, where, uh, you know, the CEDH build, it has, like, it definitely has some cards that are good because, you know, you can play them multiple times and get value off Muldrotha. But those cards tend to be things like Spell Bombs and Seals, where... They sacrifice themselves for an effect, um, and then, like, you don't need, you know, a card like Seal of Primordium. When you have Muldrotha, it's like, I can just use this every turn, and I don't need anything else. Um, and obviously, cards like that are just going to be very powerful. Um, so if you try and move away from cards like that and towards cards that need to be enabled somehow, so, like, one of the ways you could do that is, like, play a bunch of value if you play a, a whole bunch of value etb creatures um and then like then you also have to find and maintain you know some way to sacrifice them and get them to the graveyard so you can replay them um so like if you if you swap your package into one that tries to take advantage of sack outlets for example 
then now all of your synergy pieces are like kind of a two card combo with the commander rather than a one card when i say combo i don't mean you know game ending you know combo the way you might mean it in a cdh game i mean like in order for this to be really powerful you need it the commander and another card that enables the two to work together um and you can still have a fairly decent density of those um but uh certainly it will like it will hamper the consistency a little bit uh, which is generally what you want if you're trying to power down um but it will like you'll also get to essentially just like go deeper and play like more interesting and possibly even more you know powerful cards um powerful in in context of you know when you set this up and pull it off it does more for you yeah not like independently um, powerful stuff yeah not independently powerful or like you know most optimal or cheapest but like you can sort of i guess basically you try and make everything bigger and that generally means you know slower and less flexible and adaptable but also like it does mean when everything works you can kind of hit harder um and that you know provides both a built-in sort of outlet in terms of or safety valve in terms of you actually have first of all you have a couple different things you can go after like in moldrotha you can't really remove the seals unless you have a way to like exile them from a graveyard um whereas if you you know can like keep the sack outlet out of play then then potentially that gives you a window to do something to powerful etb creatures or you know if you can stop the reanimation effects or, or things like that um it just means that there's more surfaces for people to interact uh and there is some inconsistency which is actually a good thing when you're trying to power down yeah i mean it like overlaps with a lot of stuff like uh cutting stables but also yeah i, I do agree with the um the idea of like building in interaction points into your deck um because like nobody nobody really wants to play against a deck that is built to be as uninteractable as possible um like no, like when you're like that is the goal in CDH because it's a powerful thing to be doing is that like if you can reduce the attack surface on your decks plan then you're just going to win more games because people just can't stop you but that's that's not what makes games fun <laughs> and it's not what especially doesn't isn't what makes games fun in like lower power levels especially like mid power and stuff like that so i definitely agree that um yeah you want to build interaction points into win cons which is coincidentally also a, a sub part a sub topic um which is just like building decks in ways that make your play patterns less annoying rather than like you're you're basically optimizing for fun in the game rather than actually winning when, when you're going down i do have to say <laughs> this and this might be a hot take but it's really hard to build in interaction points into your deck when you're running counter spells yeah. <laughs> it makes it, it's kind of difficult so you know how a reasonable uh have a reasonable um God, how have you been saying this? Like kneecap yourself in the way that is appropriate to you having that up uh, that power. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
I mean, and there are ways to do that even while playing counter magic. Um, like you can you can just play a bunch of like stuff like exclude, which only hits creatures, or like you can you can do like you can play like a bunch of like conditional counter magic or that kind of stuff. So maybe it's not always on, or like play counter magic that only works like I don't know, like only on what your opponents are doing to sort of like disrupt their stuff rather than stop them from interacting with you. I don't know, I man. Like, I, I played know. the amount of casual that I've played over the last <laughs> little bit. There's only, you die to enough, uh, crater hoof behemoths. You start feeling a little different about force and will. Okay. So I think, I think Dude, what, what do you and... mean? Just play stifle. <laughs> I think what me and Matt, uh, what... Oh God, please don't hurt me. I think what me and Matt <laughs> are getting at here is that it's like, you can go too far with counter magic in that if you're playing, like, it just makes your deck more resilient, which isn't necessarily the end goal in casual, right? So, like, if you can find ways to play counter magic or play interaction that doesn't also make your deck more resilient, it's going to end up in better games because you're going to be interactive with the rest of the table, but you're not necessarily shoring up your own strategy. So you're still, like, maintaining that there's still, like, a bunch of ways to stop you and other people can, like, try to attack those vectors without you... Also, just having protection for all of that when you go for it, which can lead to, like, feel-bad moments in a lot of games, right? Where, like, you, like, nominally, you can, you're like, oh, like, you can remove this piece when I try to go off, and then, like, I just can't go off anymore. And they try to do that two times, and you have two pieces of counter magic for it. It's just like, well, okay, well, that didn't really matter because you had counter magic for it anyway. Yeah, it's like I, I figured out a way to interact with your strategy that feels good for both players except you have this universal answer that yeah makes that no longer <laughs> pliable uh yeah yeah i mean so another one that i also have under this category i'm not sure how applicable it is to the category maybe but um i i also prefer to do stuff like cut tutors um <laughs> one of one of the things that i actually take very heavily into consideration when building casual decks a lot of the time is to actually minimize the amount of shuffling that i have to do both because I have tiny hands, but also because it's just, it's annoying to take up, like, time in a game. Um, so, like, cutting, like, fetch lands out of your deck specifically can be really good for this, where you just, like, just being able to play the stuff in your hand, or, like, just drawing cards instead of tutoring, uh, leads to a lot, like, snappier of a play experience and less just, like, dead time. But also, this serves the dual purpose. If you're cutting, like, actual card tutors, like Demonic Tutor and stuff, it's also making your deck like less consistent, less uh like less vulnerable to stuff, which again makes for more interesting games than just like always having access to the best thing to be doing. So my thought on on tutors in, in casual, and this is something that I've had quite a bit of talk on on uh on Twitter uh about. Uh, is if you're not worried about A-B combos or going for combos or doing a lot of things, so like, tutors don't necessarily have to be bad. If you're not going for a win, if you're not going for something, like, uh, a lot of the times, like, especially if you just say what the fuck you're tutoring for, like, sometimes, like, a game is, a game is, like, in a horrible spot, and you're like, I'm gonna tutor for a board wipe because we really need that. And it's like, it does tutors, does, like, if you if you're not going for anything that's going to win the game, a tutor all of a sudden just sounds, like, it's, it can't be a land drop. It, like, it honestly, it can just be, a, like, Sylvan Scrying or whatever the hell it is. Like, like, that's, like, if you're playing a tutor as a Sylvan Scrying, is it really that bad? Like, like also if you're tutoring for a board wipe i feel like the most the majority of uh the play group's gonna be happy for you to yeah exactly to tutor. like like, <laughs> like i'm going i'm going for a damnation like i'm like 
a lot. Like Commander is one of the best things and the worst things about it is is it is a social game. So like where like clearly the decks that I play sound like like would be just abhorrent to like a lot of people, but because of the conversation and uh, and and like working and finding a group that you want to play with, it, like it becomes a lot a lot more of an enjoyable process. Yeah, I guess yeah. I would also say uh, on the on the tutor front. That can be like a good uh, sort of metric if if you have tutors in your deck and you're you like just to keep a you know informal mental tally of what am I finding with these tutors and if the answer is like always the same thing you know maybe that's a sign that you know your deck could use some some amount of retooling to be less maybe less focused around that card that you're tutoring or unless it's you know. like unless you're building around a like see like here comes the asterisks again like except for the exceptions like if you're too if your uh synergy is about like i want to play a wild pair i'm not gonna i'm not gonna i'm not gonna i'm not gonna bat an eye if you tutored for wild pair like i'm, I'm not like, it was like, my entire deck is based around power and toughness, I don't know, like, total power and total four. Like, and, like, I tutored for, uh, like, wild pair. Like, okay, you're not ending the game. You're about to have, we're about to start, have we're, the engine's online, we're about to see the deck do the thing with the card that it's built around. So it's like, it's all, like, except for the exceptions, except for this, like, like again, rule zero talk and like that. Like again, the thing like worst thing about being the social uh, social format is a lot of the times you're gonna have to have some. You're gonna have to talk to these people. You're gonna have to talk to the people at the table. You're gonna have to talk to them before it. You're gonna have to talk to them <laughs> during it, or else shit usually happens, and not not good shit. But like, yeah. you're gonna have a better time if you're just socializing and joking and being like, look, if if you just if like the 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 feeling of like the communal vibes at the table if you just like heads down go did the right thing which is like i'm going to use this demonic tutor i'm going to search for a board wipe i'm going to do this it's like and you just hardly do that with no interaction to the table you're it's it's going to come off like oh that was a tutor there's going to be salt there's going to be whatever but if you go hey this shit is uh getting wild on here i need a board wipe i'm going to use this demonic tutor show them the card i'm going to go get a board wipe also like Someone might have a counter in hand, and they're like, actually, no, 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 I want that board wipe to happen, so please use your tutor, and I will protect your board wipe. Or I will protect that tutor that you were getting that board wipe from. Like, you never know. Like, you can collaborate. It's like, it's a, it's a four-player social game. If you're not talking, you're doing something wrong. Like, I am not the best, like, magic player by any stretch of the fucking imagination. Like, I'm not. I'm gonna, I, I'm like, but I'm good with people, and I, and, like, that's what, like, why I, like, succeed at Commander. Anyway. Yeah, I guess, sorry, what what I was saying, I probably shouldn't have said if you're tutoring the same thing every time, you know, maybe that's a problem. I guess, like, if you're tutoring the same thing every time, you should be aware of that, right? If you oh, built yeah, 100%. Your deck, if you built your deck around Wild Pair and you're like, every creature in my deck has the same total power and toughness so I can play, like, this Wild Pair toolbox deck, and then you always tutor for Wild Pair, that, sure. But if, you, if you're playing, like, some, you know, let's say you're playing like a reanimator deck and you're like this is my reanimator deck but i'm only ever entombing 
like this you know this target like i'm only ever entombing i don't know shieldred or wh whatever it, it is um like every time i have an entomb i go for that um you know that's the sort of thing where it's like okay is that you know are you trying to play reanimator or are you trying to play you know turbo that one card yeah um and and maybe the answer is you're trying to play turbo whatever that card was but uh that particular like, play just screams to, to me pub stomp like if you feel like you can you're profitably sorry one second like if you feel like you're always profitably tutoring for shieldred or Warclex or whatever and like that's kind of the idea behind your deck like you're probably just playing against a lot of decks that aren't at the same power level like those aren't necessarily build arounds like maybe shieldred is more than Vorinclex. Uh, the thing about those two see. is that, or like those two, like in particular, like the about turboing them out. Like Vorinclex has a hundred percent a uh, a thing around them. It's just like if you want to do stupid, powerful shit, don't affect other people's boards. Don't fuck with other people. Like don't try and lock them out. Don't try and do multiple stuff. But I've turboed out a Villas on like, and then like copied it with the Sakashima and sat there with two Villases going like, I dare anybody to swing at me. Like, this was on, like, turn four or five, but, like, like it was hilarious. It was just, like, it was just, like, paying black and just, like, I, again, this is the kind of, like, magic that I like. I'm not going anywhere. Like, I'm not doing anything. That's the thing. You can go crazy. You can go ape shit if you don't, like, really going anywhere. You can go nowhere real fast. It's fun. Like, copying two, <laughs> copying two, uh, two villases and then paying a black and then just, like, just vomiting your deck into your hand and like, okay, well, I don't know what the hell I'm going to do now. Uh, like, I've girl-bossed a little too close to the sun. <laughs> but, like, just, just, like, if your version of magic is go nuts, like, be ballistic and have, like, like, I play Nas strategies in CDH, so, like, I like to get a little fucking wild. Um, but, yeah, like, I don't know, like, it, it really is, like, you're allowed to play with powerful cards and do crazy things. It's just, like, what what other people, like, uh, instead of, like, instead of, uh, turboing out a Vorinclex, turbo out, like, a Regal Behemoth. Like, you get the Vorinclex, tap your double mana, but you don't, like, shit on everybody's cereal. Well, and I feel like this is sort of close to what Morgan was getting at anyway with that point. Yeah, 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 no, like, that's why I, like, when, I, like... When you're yeah. hyper-tutoring for this stuff, consider just swapping it out for, like, slightly lower power stuff, or, like, just something else entirely, so that, like, when you when you are tutoring for this thing that, like, when when you're playing this deck where your tutor should be, like, a toolbox suite tutor, um, that, like, make it a toolbox suite tutor, um, and if you can't, then like don't play tutors it's either like don't play tutors or diversify your tutor targets or like your tutor if you're only going for one tutor target it can't be just like a game ending tutor target it has to be like a core part yeah, of strategy like, that when, just when lets I... you play the game sorry yeah when i first started playing uh, edh in general i built a marin deck and like i was like okay buried alive for the same combo reanimate win and then like didn't quite understand why people were upset about that and i was like oh it it took me a minute to get get around to that. So, like, just like tutoring to directly to win and doing it every time is just not necessarily the, at the idea of what you want to be doing in a non-competitive setting. However, tutoring for like 
value engines or like board wipes or interaction and like are is definitely something that you should I, I like I think yes you should be playing demonic tutor in casual like but just know what you're doing with it also demonic tutor can kind of be what you described in the tasker example like it could be a political discussion and the table could be the one that's deciding yeah, they, on they can give it back your to you. best tutors like, yeah like you can just like ask people for your demonic tutor back i'm like i need to go get this out of my deck uh can you give me this or else this guy's gonna do this and you're like you just end up sitting there like the puppet masters and then it's like turn whatever and you're like how did you win and you're like because you literally did everything that i wanted you to do all game that's how <laughs> you feel great it's great it's it's a good feeling like it's that's why again tasker is reporting uh yeah are there any like last topics you guys want to talk talk about here on the on the list that we may have missed um i think i think we covered most of them right unless everybody else has yeah stuff um Actually, yeah, I I feel like we even covered we we actually had another like topic on this stuff, which was sort of the inverse of this about like how you don't power deck or power down decks. But I feel like we also like covered a lot of that in the process of talking about how to power down a list. Um, yeah, I mean, it just yeah, it it really just boils down to like don't get attached to staples be okay with swapping out your generically powerful cards for cards that are more reliant on your strategy or your commander um, to do their thing, which, again, makes it more interesting. Um, build interaction points into your deck so that, like, you're, you, like, it doesn't feel to the rest of the playgroup like they just can't do anything when you, when you get rolling. Um, like, m make it feel like it's a back and forth at least and yeah just uh just try to build decks to be fun and not the most winning deck possible obviously you can still build decks to win i mean <laughs> the game has to end somebody's got to win the game but uh yeah I, I feel like the primary goal of it should be to win in a fun way or win in a satisfying way maybe more accurately yeah um like i had a very vicious um <clears throat> My my version of casual, uh, 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 Brawlin and Shabraz deck. Uh, I ran. It was built around Shabraz, not Brawlin. Uh, and like the entire point was to wheels make Shabraz huge and like one shot people with commander damage. Uh, my backup win condition was wheeling like a motherfucker until Shabraz was like a 60-60 or 60-something or 60 something or odd and dropping the fattest Chandra's ignition on any and on everybody's. And like, it was just so flashy and showy that everybody's just like, what the hell? Uh, but like, it was, uh, it was like, people liked the, it was the, the win condition was so over the top uh, blowing everybody up with like with the sh like laser beam shark was just like everybody's like yeah okay that's how you win a game of casual that's 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 how you do it like a fat Chandra's ignition after doing a whole bunch of nonsense and like blowing everybody up it's like if not just smack everybody with a huge shark it's fun uh, but I took that apart because wheels are contentious in casual EDH and I was tired of the drama. <laughs> 
also a thing. Yeah, I mean, I I feel like actually that is also just sort of a small thing is that uh, just be aware of what cards are controversial <laughs> in your list. <laughs> um, you you don't have to take them out necessarily. Just be aware. <laughs> there's there's also stuff like that people orb, right? <laughs> yeah, dude. Oh my god, just. No, no, but it's casual because yeah. I'm not breaking parity on see. it. Oh, God, that I... <laughs> see, I'm not winning the game. That would be like so an instantly casual. concede, like, concede, I'm done. Okay, thank you very much, gonna go fight. Actually, no, to be, yeah, uh, no, that would, that would, that would kill me inside. That would, yeah. That would sap my will to live. I would concede. If it was just like... A, an oh natural winter orb and we're just planning on sitting through that like thank you there i will go spend time with my dog that is way better time than this spent the year. i will go have fun and you can go rethink your life choices yeah <laughs> anyway. exactly i'm like yeah exactly that by the way if you want a casual uh wheel play flux that's my hot tip of the day what is do i even know what it does Flux. I'm a big fan oh, that's of a great one, actually. That yeah, that's actually pretty great. It solves all the problems yeah. about that make wheels salty. Yeah. Isn't there also like a four mana one that does that as well? I don't know. Anyway, well, I think that's about it for a main topic. Um, if nobody play else companions, has they're fun. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> um, TLDR. So now that we're yeah, done with yeah. that, we I think are going to be moving on to everybody's favorite segment gut check good check yeah check gut check gut check that was, gut check. That was a gut rough check. one matt <laughs> that was really rough yeah um, i've been trying to sneak in uh sips of water but yeah um all right and so... you tried to sneak one in in the middle of some <laughs> gut, gut check yeah. all happening at once all right. Um. So I've I, I just waterboarded uh, myself. Uh, I I got one for <laughs> the table for the cast. Um. Nice. Let's see. Uh. So the question is, what is the EDH deck, preferably non CDH, that you will never ever zero percent ever play? You'll never lay your hands on. Like it might be, it might be because you just don't oh find god, it am fun. I gonna do this on main? It it might be because you just don't find it fun, or you just find it abhorrent, or whatever. But it's gonna be a deck that you would never touch, with a ten foot. I'll oh, never. I'll, I'll, I'll anybody never play that knows me is no, gonna know exactly what I'm gonna say. <laughs> yeah, let's hear it. Kraken Sakashima. <laughs> on god, I love. Ken? I thought you didn't you say that you desperately wanted <laughs> yeah. to play manual storm? Yeah, 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 yeah. But like, I will. I like as as the fucking poet Meatloaf once said, I would do anything for love, but I won't do but that. I won't do that. So uh, can I, yeah, no. Can uh, I like a... I've tried building out a. Uh, I tried building out like a like a, a version of it, or just like uh, gold fishing, playing around, and like. Flipping that many coins, like, this is pre the... Uh, the man had to make an app for this fucking thing. Okay, so, like, you sit through... You, like, a couple of my friends play this deck. You sit through, like, that... The uh, Sakashima turn, like... It saps your, like... Like, and they don't win. Like, like it's one of those, like, yeah, 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 yeah. Like, just show me three Karks, okay, I'm good. I'm good. No, 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 I'm good. 
It's it's political because it's in your best interest to help the player do their turn faster. <laughs> no, hundred percent. Like a hundred percent. I have ca- I have tracked storm count for them. I've done everything. I'm just being like I'm I'm sitting there cheering them on because I'm like I'm like fucking kill me. Like just show me the git probe and I will like literally explain the loop to everybody else and tell them why they should they should concede right now. Like. I but like it's it's an amazing deck. I think it's fantastic. It's a lot of fun for the people that enjoy it. It's just like also the stress of like trying to like do all that thing, all that many things at once. Like, like for some reason, Nas is just being like no fucking issue. But like, I don't want to like the amount of like yeah, the amount of physical labor you need to do playing that deck just literally gives me heart palpitations and like not in like an insulting way. I love the deck. It's just I can't play it because like. I'm going to have a fucking heart attack, and when I play against it, I only like to play against, like, very specific players that I know that love the deck, and I also, more importantly, enjoy their company. So at least when they're storming off, I'm, we're going to crack jokes. Like, and it's become, like, especially, like, a running joke as I'm getting my skull kicked in uh, with by Kark and Sakashima on, like, on, on, like, when they turn to Kark and Sakashima, and I'm like, oh, great, I'm in fucking danger. Like, we turn it into a joke, but, like, you have to try and enjoy yourself, or else it's just going to be, like, you're going to sit there for a while. You're going to sit there for a long while. And, like, it's not something like, it's not something like a Nas, where you can easily go, Nas, here's the 30 card, like, yes, Nas can eat up a shit ton of time, 100%. I get that, 100%. But you can also go, Nas, look at these, like, 25 cards and go to, like, most reasonable CDH players and go, unless you have interaction from this point, I've got this, 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 and this, which is going to get me to this win. So if you have any, like, if, if, yeah. like, then you're like, and, like, yeah. And generally, even the Nas's, like, the occasional Nas that fails, it generally fails, like, out of the gate, not they take 10 actions and then go, like, yeah, it's oh, like no, dead Nas, okay, it's past like, turn, womp womp. It's like, I, I Nas, it's like, I Nas, and then it's like, oh, well, I don't have any way to, like, get, the initial mana so like i'm just kind of done here i'll like play the couple artifacts i drew and like a blocker to try and not die and then that's yeah and, and like, and so, like whereas like yeah with, with that... Krark sagashima it's like i'm gonna flip you know i'm gonna cast twin flame like five times and then like on the sixth i win all my flips and it's discarded like <laughs> well guess we're done uh, like, yeah. Uh, so I actually, yeah, yeah. Nathan, I actually have a question for this though. So you're saying you wouldn't touch that deck. I think we've only heard discussion around the CDH version of the deck. Is there any version of Krok Sakashima that you would ever touch? Or do you just find the entire playstyle? Bro, I, I was watching a friend of, <laughs> uh, a friend of mine play a budget version. And I'll tell you one thing. It looked exactly like the fucking CDH deck. <laughs> like, yeah. it looked exactly like, like, a Jessica's Will copied a hundred times is a Jessica's Will copied a hundred times. <laughs> and, a right of flank, like, that's like, like, you can if, build a $200 any... CDH, like, like, CDH adjacent. Uh, like, it's desperate ritual and, like, all these rituals are commons. It, it's, like, huh. I also, I also feel like that's a deck where like making it budget and making it less powerful actually only exacerbates the problems. <laughs> yeah, like I tried building that as a it's like, Voltron oh no, don't worry, it kills deck. you slower. Like 
I tried building it as a Voltron cantrip deck, and it, like it was still too much to handle for me. Like, uh, like it's like it's 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 really hard. Like, it's like it's a really convoluted one card win condition with Jessica's will. It's a really one carded con like it's a really convoluted one card win condition with Git Probe, and that's a fucking common. Like, like it's like I don't think. It's like, I, I don't think there's any way to make it less, like, it, by the nature of it, less of a, a hassle. Like, no no matter what you do with that, it's gonna be, it's gonna be a hassle. Like, it's it's gonna be, like, you're in for a wild ride. Like, so, like, again, like, if I, just, it's the one deck that I'm, like, I'm always just, like, ah, uh, that's gonna, that's gonna, like, sap some emotional fucking, and, like, the worst thing is if they don't win, you're gonna, they sit there with the fierce, and the, oh, oh, god. Worst thing is losing to a Mog Salvage. Or a Mog Salvage and a Deflecting Swat and a Fierce Guardian <laughs> shit, because they can just infinitely recur that. You can't play shit. You can't cast anything until they eventually draw the the, 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 the one thing. But until then, it's just like, I'm going to fucking Mog Salvage out for free all your shit, counter all your shit, Deflecting Swat all your shit. GG. <laughs> Yeah, it's like uh, it's out. like as you were explaining uh, as the 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 play patterns with Cody, where it's like if Cody doesn't win, he's exceptionally good at not losing by like dragging the game out to time, like in a competitive environment. That's almost how I feel about Karkin Sakashima. It's like I can't win until I draw my Git Probe, but I have Deflecting Swat and Fierce Guardianship in hand, and until I get that, nothing's gonna happen. <laughs> just, the deck redefines attrition. Set. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it's, like, 100%. Like, I will wait this out and, like, draw out, like, I will go card for card with you, but, like, I've got, a def like, I've got free counter magic, free removal, free... I'm gonna ruin your fucking day. Well, and I and I have free counter magic that's gonna come back to my hand every time I cast You might have been infinitely recurred, yeah, yeah, or, like, not infinitely recurred, but, like, unless you, like, lose some yeah. flips or, like... Like, or they counter with and that, stack like the, or whatever. But, and yeah. that, that also just adds a certain amount of physical... Like, if you think shuffling your deck... Uh, is uh gonna it's gonna take time? You think tutoring? Imagine having a whole turn where you have to have a sub game of playing f like coin flip. Yeah, man. It's just nothing, like you're... nothing like uh just playing sub games of Magic inside of Magic. Yeah, Everybody yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Like I'm all for like just play, like, oh, like you know dancing with myself, but if only no, Kurashima like... could play Shahrazad. Yeah, I was, I was yeah, yeah, they basically say, do. Like just yeah, why don't we just copy a bunch of Shahrazad? Look, I'm not gonna. <laughs> I'm not gonna sit here and just shit on fucking like Karkin Sakashima. Like I, I absolutely love that deck. It's just like if you don't respect it, if you just if you think it, if you go like if you laugh at Karkin Sakashima, it's it's gonna ruin your. It's gonna it's it's not may it's gonna it may not win. It's gonna ruin your fucking day though. So unfortunately, I mean, may not unfortunately, but I think that Karkin Sakashima kind of just is the quickest manual storm deck, and if that's kind of your avenue then no, I, I, think, I don't know that that's true it's probably i don't i don't think it's the quickest manual storm i, I think if you're looking for a definitely style of storm then. where you're like actually storm storming uh Kark and sakashima uniquely solves the issue of not being able to run four of cards like like i like as somebody that's been desperately wanting to play gifts ungiven in like a 60 card format Kark and sakashima solved that issue in uh in in commander about not being able to run four copies of Pyretic Ritual or Desperate Ritual and not being able to run these many copies, you, all you have to do is just... So instead of, like, running multiple copies, you just cast them a fucking bunch of times and recur them to hand. 
So like I think that I think it's really cool. I just personally have ADHD and I like sitting through like that kind of thing is like and it's like I do it for the people that I love. Yep. But like it's fine. So Yeah, if you're gonna take all that time, at least put on a good show. That Yeah, yeah, yeah. And like <laughs> enjoy the people you play magic with and all of a sudden like a, a combat it, like even if like even if you're just like memeing on your friend while he's like like while he's winning, like just go for it. Like if you're having fun and it's like a, it's a good environment, like losing is a le- a lot less enjoyable. But like, god damn it, still like getting mog salvaged to death is a fucking brutal way to die. <laughs> now that was certainly an in-depth answer to why Nate <laughs> <that sucks>. mini <laughs> mini topic. I'm not I'm not sure if we're gonna get another one of uh, that depth, but we'll try, Matt. <laughs> no, <laughs> I, I I tried to sneak it in earlier, but the this is kind of a, a jab, but the commander I'll never play is Marisil the Pretender. <laughs> I just... You just can't find a way to make it. I just can't. Out. I just can't. I mean, if I had to, to, to survive, to live, I would. You probably would. What about Marisil? You've in your ideals, Matt. Come on. Yeah, uh, all creatures All creatures means that you don't have exactly Nev's disc. Yeah. The deck can still be obscenely yeah, toxic. Yeah. Um, that being said, I, I have, like, theory-crafted some, some Marisil decks that try and leverage. Like, I was, like, working on, like, a reanimator version and, like, a tokens version. Uh, but certainly, I could see why people wouldn't want to play it the way I have it built. <laughs> I, I don't need to pretend. Good stuff. It's, it's, uh, it's not as bad as we meme it, I, I do want to say. But uh, sometimes, yeah, it's It's rough. pretty bad, though. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, Morgan, what you got? Uh, mine is, uh, old, faithful, uh, fucking Omnath, Locus of Rage. <laughs> Just no what? idea. Who yeah, it? that's, uh, that's a good Everyone one. Everyone who ever played Omnath, Locus of Rage against me. Well, I have it's to look up which deck? one, look, which one this is. It's is that the gruel one that yeah. makes 5-5? Five five? This, this is the gruel yes. one, yeah. It's the, I'm gonna take advantage of the fact that you're not allowed to destroy my lands, and then my commander, <laughs> my deck... All of my deck just gets me more lands, and then my commander just inevitably wins when I have enough lands. So, I'm my deck gets a resource that you're not allowed to disrupt, and once I get enough of that resource, I win, and there's nothing you can do about it. It's the most toxic play pattern, like imaginable, at least for me in in a casual environment. The only way to beat it is to kill it faster than it's socially acceptable to kill it. <laughs> and you can't even yeah. board wipe because they still get bolts. There's just no like, winning. It, the only winning move is not to play. <laughs> yeah. Wow. <laughs> Protest. You're, you're, you're like, you're raging about this and I'm like, I'm sitting here about like, wow, I really want to resolve escape shift. <laughs> yeah, man, just, there are two types of people in this world. Yeah. I'm like, Oh yeah, like oh, whenever it dies, it, whenever a land dies, it bolts something. Oh. Honestly, I no, no, I actually when, would challenge you to that. Oh, when you're oh, okay, okay, never mind. I I thought I was about to go. Hmm. 
But I mean, yeah, okay. when you scape shift, you get a five five for each land you have, and then when the five fives die, you bolt. Yeah. So like, oh, yeah. <laughs> so oh, you, you just... put an enormous board out that they literally can't remove without dying. Okay, so what you're saying and... is, what you're saying is, I should scape shift with rhythm of the wild on on the field with everything giving it haste, attack with all the lands that I made into five fives. And then at end of turn, sacrifice them to a Phyrexian altar and bolt everybody for the remaining damage. <sighs> I'm, saying, I'm saying, why didn't you already have a Warstorm surge out so that all your <laughs> elementals dealt five to something when they came in? Oh, oh, yeah, no. So I guess I'm a fucking both a masochist and a sadist because what you're describing sounds like a good way to die. <laughs> and here's I mean, the that one's fine because at least you actually just die, but... <laughs> no, yeah, I, I guess, uh, yeah, I guess. It's just, there's a certain level of EDH that I enjoy. I think I guess we get across in this process. I just enjoy a certain level of EDH. Like, today is a good day to die. If you die to some, like, if someone, like, if someone killed me like that, or, like, like, imagine, like, they had an impact tremors on board while they're scape shifting. It's just like, oh, just, like, that level of nonsense. It's like, I'm going to scape shift all my lands. I'm going to make a whole bunch of hasty 5-5s. Five I'm going to punch you all in the fucking face. I'm then going to sacrifice them all to bolt you for value. And, like, and I've got a whole bunch of leftover mana. And I'm going to cast, like, I don't know, fucking reshape the earth or some shit to, like... Okay, but, but see, the play pattern that's actually way less fun is that they play Omnath. The next turn, they play, like, I don't know, they play, like, a Kodama's Reach and, like, an extra land because they have some, like, explore effect. And make three five fives, and then you're like, cool, uh, I guess I'll bite the bullet, I'll wrath your board, you bolt me for twelve, and then they just recast Omnath and do it all over again, and you're just like, alright, I guess we're playing this game now. Like, sure, it, like any deck, it can have, like, flashy and, like, exciting and powerful plays, but the basic play pattern is just like the most demoralizing thing where you're like okay well i can't afford to take the 12 from the bolts so i guess i'll kill the omnath and then wrath the board separately and then because literally all of their deck was just ramp spells that they were playing to get five fives they're just gonna cast omnath and do it again <laughs> hmm Yes, I might want to build on that. <laughs> you're just I mean, taking. What? You're just taking the hole deeper, Morgan. <laughs> I, yeah, dude, yeah, yeah. I, I, I challenge you, man. Actually, play Omnath and more for more than like one game, and uh, it has to be more than one game, and the novelty will go away. <laughs> Good old, the the Cody of mid power is what they call him. <laughs> you you okay? You say this, but I do run Karugadama as my casual deck, <laughs> which is a three card combo in the command zone. Yeah, I'm actually it that does it suffers from one of like a hundred of the things that make Omnath bad, you know. <laughs> Alright. Um I think for myself Honestly, it might just be AC slash Tadiova. <laughs> I just Nice I yeah. just don't think that it's particularly interesting in any form it's just, like it's just the worst of what cdh has or not cdh even just edh in general has to offer which is just like blue green value piles that reward you for things that you were already doing <laughs> dude the guy so, who like plays by proxy Sith, the guy who plays sithis says that yeah. <laughs> he can't play <laughs> well no 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 okay so 
you're not already putting 30 enchantments in your deck. You're definitely already putting 30 lands in your deck <laughs> is the difference, right? Okay. Um, I, I find, personally, I find that, like, while Corvold and Holland are, like, egregiously overtuned for what they're actually, like, supposed to do. Um, yeah, it's not just literally land. There's not, like, there's some dynamicism Turning to every like, one of your lands you can, into a cantrip like, is kind of There's ridiculous. some dynamicism in that, like, Corvold, there's different ways, at least, to get the sack trigger. So you can play treasures, you can play, like, an aristocrat's build, you can play, like, all this other stuff. Holland's a bit more linear, but still, like, you're you're still doing, like, different stuff. Tenio and Aesir, literally, you're just playing, like, rampant growths and, and explosive vegetation that you were already playing, and then you just draw cards off of them, and you just cast more ramp spells off of those cards that you draw to draw more cards. Like, it's just not... There's nothing interesting about it. Play them in the 99 of another deck, and they become a lot more... or a lot less egregious and more interesting. Because yeah, you yeah. just don't have access. You have to make the trade-off of, like drawing into them or finding them and then actually like casting them and then they can like they can go away forever if somebody exiles them instead of just being able to i've wanted to play them. that that uh that over slime the the new uh slime lore or the new slime not lord but the new land slime thingy out of uh Innistrad. yeah yeah the like the life nullum kind of commander right? yeah yeah like yeah exactly yeah. like that seems like it'd be awesome with ac and uh Tatiova on board, like, being able to, like, crack a bunch of fetches and then, like, return the slime back to hand to play a whole bunch more fetches. Like, yeah. Yeah. Of the, like, land-oriented Simic commanders, I think Slogurk is Slogurk, definitely yeah. the spiciest. Is that the, yeah, that the looks partner, like a lot of right? fun. Does... What? what? Oh, no, no, no. Am I... Oh, this is the new one. You're thinking yeah. of Slurk. 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 Yeah. Slurk just has the much better name. Yeah, Slurk. You're right. We've been getting a lot of oozes. Yeah. I mean, who's, who's opposed to that, though? Who's is a top tier. Uh, top it's tier a pretty tribe. good one. It's a great tribe. Um, anyway, I think that wraps up for Gut Check. Um, next, we're going to move on to listener questions. Uh, we have a couple of patron listener questions here uh, that I think we're going to get through. Uh, again, for listener questions, if you don't know, if you're not in the know, um, patrons get access to a patron listener questions channel that they get priority on getting answered every episode. So if you have a burning desire to have a question answered on an episode, um, consider checking out the Patreon. Anyway, shilling done, <laughs> getting into the actual listener questions. Um, we got one here. Matt, do you want to read off this first one? Sure. Uh, but before I read it, I kind of copied these questions and before realizing that our two patron listener questions are like the same yes. one. <laughs> so I'll just read them both out because I feel like we're going to be saying the same things unless you guys disagree. Uh, why don't okay. we read them no, both out and we can answer them to... separately if we see fit. <laughs> sure. Uh, what are some of the cast's pet plays in high power EDH? What I mean are plays that you take more satisfaction in than is reasonable. An example of one of mine is copying a fetch land activation with Rings of Bright Earth. Nice. Uh, what is one card that either encapsulates you as a player or is your absolute favorite uh, pet card to play? So, okay, so by the way, that was Fukins in the first one and then Chili P for the second one. I feel like, I feel like both of mine are, are the same for these, and that's just... Uh... Anything and everything bonus rank. <laughs> yeah, actually can confirm. Oh, that's so can good, confirm. man. Yeah, yeah. The, I saw one. Intensifies. Bonus round is sweet. Mm. Yeah, like, I don't know, just 
there's so many silly things like you just play bonus round and then you're like oh wait a minute this like regrowth just kind of like accidentally goes infinite or uh like you know the uh the type of cards that are like you know discard as a cost do something like uh, like pirate's pillage or the new one that's an instant or even just like a cathartic reunion uh you know doubling up on things that have costs that aren't just mana um yeah there's so many you know narset's reversal shenanigans just always good times <laughs> Um, I don't, I don't know what would encapsulate me as a player, but certainly one of my favorite things to do is to aether violence stuff and instant speed to mess with people. <laughs> aether violence and uh, gilded drake is a unique feeling in CDH because it's nobody knows what's uh, coming out of the aether vial until it does, and once it does, it's too late to throw a counter spell at it. So it's just like, all right, well, I guess this is happening. Read. <laughs> This answer is such a lie because we know that your favorite thing is to activate Aether Vial and not that is, put anything. That is in. also correct. Yeah. I love Chuck Aether Vial. End of, end of turn <laughs> cycle one sweat. on zero. Activate Aether Vial. If anybody have a response, great, I'll go to my turn. <laughs> uh, the classic. Gotta keep them on their toes. Yeah, I can, I can maybe split this one up. So <laughs> I have a, a, a satis satisfying play for me that is almost always never advantageous is waiting to block with something that can sacrifice itself <laughs> just to fog um i'll un unirrationally or irra sorry, irrationally wait too long for that and i gotta say i mean the bonus round pick was really good i'm kind of distracted by that now so <laughs> just I might, I might have to plus just, one just on latch the, onto that one yeah the pet guard yeah Uh, I I don't I I know what my favorite thing to do is I I love clones. <laughs> you just love cloning stuff. Yeah. I, I like fucking love. I love cloning stuff. Like like because like nothing makes you feel like more big brain than like cloning somebody else's shit and then like outplaying their deck. It feels so good. Like I was playing against uh Cameron's um. Uh, Corvold deck a few times and like I repeatedly would flash in like stunt double uh, copying his Corvold and then like harrow or do some other shit and like you just like like tempo like someone like reaches it like you know casts a whole bunch of mana to like pull out some like giant creature that has some giant effect and you're like okay that's cool and you like copy it for four mana it's like get fucked like it's just like and, like, I'm already playing good cards, like, a lot of the time, so, like, what's better than having one Risen Reef? I don't know, two? If there was, like, a Venn diagram of, like, Timmy, Johnny, and Spike, clones would be right in the middle. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like, I love to do stupid shit with clones, and it's, like, so satisfying. Like, I, right now I'm on two Sakashima clone, uh, two Sakashima companion clone decks. One is Karuga, uh, Sakashima, and Kodama, like, three CMC and above. And the other one that I'm working on is Sakashima, Ikra, uh, Umori. So, like, because, like, cloning Umori a whole bunch of times, you end up with, like, massive cost reducers and casting stupid shit for free, which is, like, so fun. But, like, they can also be somebody else's really busted uh, commander, and, like, I don't know, they, they just never feel dead, because, like, unless, like, the board is just being freshly wrathed, and then, like, then they're, they're like, okay, they, they suck, but, like... 
Like they usually don't. They usually just fire. They usually just feel good to play. They usually just they yeah. I just I just love clones. Checks. Ow. I definitely love love the whole thing of when you have a bunch of clones in your deck and you have you have the plan of like I'm gonna clone, you know, whatever it is, and then you're like but I guess I could just clone whatever busted thing you just put out. <laughs> exactly. Like, like it's so this, it's so like, flexible. I That's feel like people when they know that your deck when, when they know that your deck like has a plan of like oh, I'm going to be cloning like this card a whole bunch. They just like totally tunnel vision on that fact and then like forget that oh yeah, clones can also clone like whatever my busted thing that I'm about to play. So like is. I become like a clone connoisseur like to get inside like the head of like someone who thinks about clones too much. Like uh I found that, like, the clones that only clone your stuff, though they might be, like, one mana cheaper, um, they only clone your stuff. Or it's, like, a lot of the times you'd rather, in casual, because you probably have the extra mana, spend one more to grab something that somebody else is playing, rather than something, like, that you're also playing. Uh, with, the, with the exception of the one that uh, flips into a glass pool mimic. Um, also, it's really fun, like tailoring my clones because in Karugadama I'm choosing like objectively good uh, clones like uh, Altered Ego that can't be countered stunt double because it's flash yada 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 but in my Umori clones deck uh, I'm trying to pull out all the ones that are like predominantly colorless and not colored pips because like once you've had once you have three copies of Umori well once you have Umori and like uh, like the Sakashima copying Umori like, all your clones cost two generic mana less. So, like, you might not want to reach into something, like, that might objectively be a better clone, like, uh, Sakash like the other Sakashima, because it's you, it's blue-blue. So you're only getting two cost reduction out of it, where you'd rather play, like, something like, I don't know, Gigantoplasm, which is, like, three or two, or three blue, because, like, you can cast it for, uh, which is, like, it's a worse clone, but you can cast it for, like, just blue in Omori. So that's like that's that's very fun. If you haven't made multiple copies of Prime Speaker Zagana for one blue mana or like evoked <laughs> a Mole Drifter for one blue mana, it's like whoo good feel. What a high. <laughs> oh it's yeah, it's a multiple high. Unrelated note, Watsi print my Orvar clone, you cowards. <laughs> Actually, this would I just want a clone that has toughness <laughs> and isn't legendary and can clone stuff that I don't control. Yeah. That's all I want. Um, alrighty then. I think I think we'll look at listener questions there. Um, good stuff. Uh, sorry, yeah, yes. just like keep it in the same place as it you would would usually be, or just like at the beginning of the episode. At all. Um. Okay. But yeah. Well, that about wraps it up for this episode. If you guys would like to reach out to us with any questions, comments, or concerns, you can contact us on Twitter at IntoTheNorthPod, via our email at IntoTheNorthPodcast at gmail.com, or on our Discord server, the invite link for which can be found in the description for this episode. An extra special thanks to all of our patrons who help cover the expenses for our show and allow us to work toward improving the quality of the podcast. If you, too, would like to become a patron, we are at patreon.com slash IntoTheNorthPodcast. Another way you can support us is via our TCG Player affiliate link anytime you want to purchase something from TCG Player. If you use our affiliate link, which is in the podcast and YouTube description, a portion of your purchase goes towards supporting the podcast. 
Thank you, as always, to the band Fox Cadre for our lovely podcast music, to Nate Slubber for our equally lovely podcast logo, and to our video editor, Manta Ray Hat. Next episode will be out in two weeks. Until then, see ya. Bye-bye.